five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're fighting for direct mail and direct marketing every day. And I'm up in the Northwoods because we had a smashing get-together last night. And uh, let's see if I can find that. Let's see. There we go. I cut off some of the people. I'm sorry about that. But we just had a great conversation about mail and testing and digital and all sorts of stuff. And it was a lot of fun. Um, so if you're in the Twin Cities and you didn't get invited, that's because I'm a little haphazard. Um, LinkedIn forces me to, to cut and paste these invitations by hand, which is insane. So either get in touch with me, uh, join the WDMA group on LinkedIn, because I always put the announcements there. And uh, I expect to be out in Boston in September, so we'll have one out there for you. And if you're out in the Boston area, but join the link or the WDMA group on LinkedIn or go over to WDMA.org and join us. You can subscribe or you can fund this effort. Uh, there's a lot of misunderstanding about mail these days. And so the WDMA is working hard to try to clear up some of those misconceptions and give people resources to to excel in direct mail. So. Uh, for all those reasons, get over to WDMA and join and support our efforts. That would be great. Um, but, you know, your encouragement and your your likes and shares and all that stuff that I get every day uh, really matter, too. So let's start out with a, a, a 90s Internet commercial and um, just see how, how things were being perceived in those days. Here we go. I can't hear if it's working. That's the only thing is because I have my microphone in and I can't, so I can't hear. And we'll turn it up a little bit. We'll try to. I don't know if I can get it up anymore. There we go. So they're really, really into the internet. And he... And this gives you an idea of what the commercials were like in the 90s, telling us how great the internet was going to be and how you could find all the best surfing sites in the world. My first experience with the internet was the Louvre in 1994. Okay. There you go. Okay, so anyway, the friends arrive. <laughs> okay, enough of that. I thought you'd enjoy that. You know, I always think you'll, we'll get, give you something that you haven't seen before. So now let's get over to the news. Um, there's a another article, yet another article about digital fraud, and it really is based on the same uh, the same study. Um, and uh, I keep writing down the study. It's I think it's Jewel Research, something like Juniper Research, there it is, was actually the ones who did the study. The ANA published an article about it in early June, and I covered that last week a little bit. Um, uh, Dr. Augustine Fu took some issue with it. Uh, they put it up, and then they removed some of it, and um, there was quite a reaction, apparently. Uh, the, I, I read several articles today about how there seems to have been a, um, some kind of a backlash to the ANA admitting that there was $120 billion in... Ad, it's not ad fraud. Dr. Fu, you know, 
clarified that it's 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 assorted a fraud. <laughs> you know, it's assorted fraud across the internet. Um, and the big problem is that the main players in the internet advertising business have a vested interest in billions of fake accounts, in billions of clicks that really aren't seen by humans, and the the fundamentals of how to how to get to to cure this is to Instead of looking at the clicks, instead of looking at the fake engagement metrics, we all need to go back to the basics. We need to think about what we, well, maybe you didn't because you probably didn't. But in direct mail, when I learned direct mail, you know, every time we would mail a list, we would look at the number of responses tracked back to that list. We would have, you know, if you called in, we would ask you on the phone, what's that little code on the, on the, on the magazine or on the catalog? Or if you mailed in your, your, believe it or not, people would mail in with a check, and we would see the code on the on the order form, and so we were able to track that back. And some people did more rigorous tracking than others, but in general, we were able to track all our media back. If we were doing lead generation, we would we would have the magazine. Uh, we would have the magazine coded, each ad coded, or if we couldn't do that, we would, you know, say, ask for Sally on one ad, ask for Susie on another, ask for George on another, and we would um, we would always go that extra step in doing multiple versioning, multiple media, and tracking those results, and tracking them all the way to the sale, and even tracking them then beyond the sale to year one, two, three, downstream revenue, so that we could actually go back and say, well, we ran those ads and we got lots of leads back three or four years ago, and we and we got lots of initial orders. How did those people work out long-term? Um, we had a lot of conversation about, um, about a particular well we were talking about a particular mailer who was cutting back their catalog thinking that they could generate and acquire customers much less expensively through digital and I told uh, Kevin who was there I said make sure they're ready to track the long-term value because consistently we've seen catalogers you know, go from the, a real catalog to the Slim Jim or go to a postcard or then go to digital and think that they're generating the same number of catalogs for a very small price. I mean, the same number of customers for a very low price per customer, only to find out a couple of years later that those customers are only worth 25% of the value that, that, that the ones acquired by mail were, were worth. And by then, it may be too late to save their own business. So it's very, very, this is very, very important that you have to understand that, that, that not only is digital dangerous and fraudulent. One article pointed out that $120 billion is like 40% of the U.S. ad spend in digital advertising. You know, so it's highly likely that you're wasting your money. The question is, how do you tell? And the answer is, is the rigor with which you track all the way to the bank. And, you know, I highly encourage marketers to get with their CFO and talk about EBITDA and talk about, you know, 
how to how to verify and validate in the mind of the CFO what advertising is really working. And the funny part is, as Andrew Ettinger has proven over and over, uh, is that when companies put mail into the mix and actually go to the trouble to figure out who generated the order and what the long-term, long-stream value is, that mail wins. And that's the saddest part. The saddest part is we have this soup of digital fraud and we keep increasing the spend. Um, there's a, there was, a, a, this article was based on, oh no, and so let's go on to the, let's go on to the next one. There, um, Yahoo had a great article just today, I think. Stephanie Floyd is a contact for, um, for this, uh, the company that, sponsored this the study I never saw the study come out back in April when it did and I didn't talk about it but anyway they funded a PFL funded a study of people who used mail in B2B and it's a fantastic study and um, some of the conclusions were 76% agreed that engagement with digital tactics is dropping okay so they're not getting the they're not getting the value whatever they're testing out of the digital 78% respondents reported that analog touch points such as mail have seen a performance boost. Okay, so that's the context. It's the next step of what you can do if you're in this morass of of fraud. And, uh, oh, I wanted to point out, back to the fraud article, (laughs) back to the fraud article, I wanted to point out that, that, that Bob and Yosh both, Yosh connected with me. We didn't have a conversation, but Bob, uh, we did exchange uh, messages and he did uh, look over what I had what I had said. I said, you know, tell me if it's fair. Tell me if I've been fair about what happened um, with the ANA and with this fraud report. And uh, he seemed okay with it. Uh, and I was open to any more information that I could get from ANA. Um, Dr. Fu and I have exchanged messages over the past few months, um, and but he did not react to the uh, or did not write me about the about last Friday's uh, video. But you know, oftentimes I do get reaction from him. So um, so we are starting the engagement, and that is basically the the um, the point of this article is that we need as an industry to start pulling the covers off and, and, and talking about it and having conversation. Okay, so anyway, the digital fatigue article, um, 81% of respondents said they focused more heavily on digital because they see digital tactics as more measurable and optimizable than physical, which I thought was really funny. Last night we had this conversation and I... I um, I, I mentioned this on my show, I think it was Wednesday, and the author and I exchanged messages and, and he said, you know, I'm not sure, I, I, he said, I think I take issue with the idea that mail is more measurable. And what I said was, it's it's measurable, more measurable in two senses. One is that when you stop mail in, in, in any given campaign, you can often, especially with a, your customer file, if you've been mailing them something and you stop, Oftentimes your business takes a hit, or if you do a holdout test and you and you you're going to mail all these, but you say, well, let's not mail these, 
and we'll mail the rest and we'll see if there's a difference. There's often a real differential that you may not see in digital. So that in that sense, I said, mail is more measurable. He said, yes, that's a good point. And then I said, the other thing that is so interesting is because we have the physicality, we know who got mailed, we know it got delivered, we know it got delivered to a decision maker inside the household. You can say, well, just glancing at it and throwing it in the trash isn't much attention to be paid. Um, but it still is a level of attention that may actually be higher than your average digital ad, right? Or even, or, or whatever. And, and that gives us a null set, a set of where aren't the fire hydrants? Where aren't the crosswalks? And that is the piece, the labeled data set that's required for, uh, for, oops, my, oh yeah, I'm on here. I couldn't see myself. I'm over there underneath the arc. When I'm on the laptop, when I'm traveling, it's just, it's a nightmare. But anyway, um, and so mail gives you two ways that it's more trackable. Now, is it, it's slower. It has a lot of other, it's costly, has a lot of other drawbacks. I'm not trying to say, you know, it isn't without pain. But what I would say is, is that if you really want to know something for sure, or if you really want to do machine learning, that mail gives you, the label data set that's baked into it, and it really isn't in any other medium that I have seen. So anyway, the Forrester, the Forrester report, I'll, I'll put in the show notes up on WDMA.org after the show, really excellent, has some really good information. Uh, digital fatigue uh, drives mailers to increase spend on direct mail. That's one thing they found. Now, this is with people, I, I went and looked at the, the study components. This was people that were already doing some mail. So they, they it wasn't, you know, it wasn't pure dot com plays and then moving them over. That was not happening. So, um, you know, so it's not, so there's a, there, you could say there's a bit of bias built in. Uh, anyway, and um, there's, there's just a whole lot of, of, of great, great stuff study one of the things that was clear was that that marketers struggle to personalize direct mail and a lot of that's because you know direct mail segmentation which most of the time what we mean by personalization is a, we, we say a little different message to one market versus another but if you can't tell who's who uh, because your data isn't good enough or your analytics aren't good enough then personalization isn't possible and so you know, always happy to discuss that with you if you want to give me a call. Um, and if you're a member of the WDMA, I'm, I'm even more happy to talk about anything you want, whenever you want. But anyway, so there's, there, you know, what my own optimism about this is that the fraud is becoming more recognized, right? We know there's a problem. Uh, the 120 billion, like I said, is 40% of the U.S. ad spend or something. It's not all. It's not all ads. It's not all. You know, some of it was was app downloads. Some of it was fake users. You know, there was a, there was a breakdown. We covered that on Friday, and um, but the big problem is is that the 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 peddlers of influence actually benefit from the fraud, and so as an advertising community, we need to put pressure on that, and we need to and and we need to give. Give our own for our own protection. We need to have valid testing. So anyway, like and share. Shares shares are the best, uh, especially on LinkedIn. 
and have a great day. And thank you for the encouragement that you give me regularly. Bye-bye. I have to hit the button. It's different when I'm on my laptop.